Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to the BoxCast podcast, episode two. My name is Josh. And I'm Wade. And I'm Gary. And we are so excited to have you back for our second episode. Today, we're talking about the do's and don'ts, affectionately, the donuts of live streaming. <laughs> the donuts. <laughs> I am an expert at this, and um, the donuts. And uh, I, I'm kicking it off because I think it's really important to talk about mistakes, and it's uh, mistakes are going to happen in live streaming. It's inevitable, and it's the way it makes you better. And a lot of times during live events, you can be under a lot of pressure, and mistakes can feel really tough because everybody yeah. notices them, but they're important to address, and they're always going to help you grow a little bit. I find if you have a box of donuts beside you, it makes it completely easier. But... Yeah. Well, I just stress eat, you know, stress usually. Stress eat. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Nope. Totally. It helps a ton. All right, Josh. Well, let's hear it, man. What are, uh, what are some do's and don'ts or donuts of live streaming? My donut number one, I would say, is uh, failing to understand the internet connection of where you're at <laughs> absolutely oh, and yeah. not thoroughly testing it oh man yeah and i think the biggest mistake in my customer support days and then in my own personal experience the biggest mistakes i've always made is just not testing and not understanding uh the connection itself right yeah, yeah i would not, agree and not doing that site visit like the day before, week before, two weeks before, or just, right. I mean, sometimes you can't, right? Like there, we might have a live streaming project coming up in September that's in North Carolina. That's nine hours away. We're probably not going to be able to go down there and test it. But since we're in Cleveland, if we get a project and they're like, hey, I'm on the east side 30 minutes away, we're like, yeah, when can we come test? Mm-hmm. If it's a month away, can we test now? So single-handedly, when it comes to live streaming, let's boil this down to something like just basically easy for everybody to understand, right? Right. And we're not going to include BoxCast in this because we obviously make that easier for everybody. Right. But in the turn, the two most important things for live streaming is going to be, number one, the, the internet. internet. The internet. Right. It's the lifeblood oh, of your life. You really delayed there, weren't you, pal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the internet. The internet. Yeah. yeah. So, so internet. And then what would you say the second thing is? Um, I would Audio? Say, well, if it's a live stream, shouldn't you be able to see it? Oh, well, kind of, yeah. So maybe audio video together? Audio video <sighs> together or whatever. That combo is really important. Whatever yeah. software or product you're using to live stream is probably the next thing. Probably the next thing. The encoder yeah. then. The encoder. The That's service. Right. Put it. Yeah, the but, service. But Understanding but that. Focusing back on the donuts of, of you know live streaming, internet. Like seriously, if you don't have the internet, you're not live streaming regardless. Right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I know we did a webinar on that uh, during the COVID days. Yeah. Um, and that was a very cool webinar. I mean, we used all kinds of crazy stuff. But um, talk to me about internet. Like, you guys, obviously, again, you know, we referenced in our first podcast, you guys have your own small business where you guys do video production and right. live streaming mm-hmm. production. How, uh, give me something. Tell me something about the internet. Like, what is the most frustrating thing that you've ever encountered when it comes to internet connections for live streaming? Uh, slow connection speeds. And the hard thing to understand about the internet, I think, for people the internet like it's <laughs> it's this big mysterious thing like but the facebook right? yeah the facebook like streaming live streaming a video takes up a lot more data than making a phone call than yeah absolutely. Than, watching you know, a video on than, youtube yeah it it yeah. usually the better the live stream the more data that you're streaming with and sometimes network connections in certain places just aren't built for that and that can be like a common misconception is like well i've got wi-fi so it's like oh, people see it as like a pass fail, you know? Right. But it's not. It's like there's a there's a quantitative metric called upload speed that you have to follow. There's and a whole back end requirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's one of those things that not all buildings necessarily have, but it's something you have to deal with and and accept. And if the and if the building doesn't have that, you got to find a backup. Oh plan. yeah, for sure. And I mean, we've talked about this too in support realms, right? Like, right. I mean, just recently we've had clients who are calling from schools or you know all kinds of organizations. Oh, man. And it's it. There's a network like you're connected to Wi-Fi. Oh, I have a Wi-Fi connection and I have a hardwire connection. I'm connected to the internet either way, but it's the same network, right? And it's the same speed connection, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's yeah. Terrible. And I would say um, another frustrating thing about the internet is you talk to a lot of clients or you go to live stream something and they and, and again they go to we have public Wi-Fi that should be fine. Oh, public like, we Wi-Fi. Can do, we can do Facebook Live on our phone, and you're like. Well, this is a little bit higher production thing. Like, we don't want to use public Wi-Fi at all costs. I like how um, nice you are about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we we started, you know, like, we generally use the internet at a venue if we can, unless there's some crazy 
firewalls and the IT team is like, no, you can't do that, blah, 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 which usually you can work with them to get that figured out. Sure. Um, as long as they're willing to work with you. But we have like a backup hotspot thing. Not a jetpack. Let me be very clear. Not, Not one of those black pack. Verizon jetpack things that are small, like a little smaller than a cell phone. We have like something from Verizon. Um, I think it costs 100 bucks, $50 a month, mm-hmm. and you can physically plug into it. Oh, okay. And it has little antennas, and it's it's served so us a five G well. router, yeah, like a five G router. Yeah, yeah. You just pop a like cell phone SIM card in it, which sounds really technical and scary, but it is. It's very pretty simple. easy. It I was mean... pretty straightforward and yeah. set up. But we yeah. we like that physical connection just because it, you know, it just I don't know. Usually wow. works better. Okay, even so, if you're on a laptop streaming, I think it works better. So, but that's our backup. Usually. In this case, though, not all roads lead to Rome when it comes to internet streaming, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean. Let's break that down just real quick before we jump into the next part of the donuts of you know live streaming right. events. What you should and shouldn't do, but you have Wi-Fi. Okay? Yeah. So and Wi-Fi and just so we can break it down for our listeners and viewers, Wi-Fi is a radio signal, just like cellular is a radio signal, and so there's going to be a lot of interference and a lot yeah. of times it's unstable. Yeah. Um, it can be used for live streaming in many cases. I've done it. You guys have done it. Like if it's the only thing available. There's no hard line. You're going to have to use Wi-Fi. Yeah. So making sure that you don't have a ton of devices on that network, using up most of that bandwidth is probably a good thing to check into. Yeah, but, and I would say, sorry, I'm going to go no, a little go. story time here. When we were Ooh, we were live streaming uh, graduation at John Marshall High School, first graduation, we had a network guy actually there with us. It oh, was so important to them, which is rare, I would say. But yeah, it was, it was great. He was there on his computer making sure everything was working, and. It was totally fine for all our tests, totally fine for the first couple minutes of the stream. Once all the students got it. Oh, and they connected. And they must have been connected on their phones and Wi-Fi. The stream went down for two or three minutes. And luckily, the network guy was there, and he came to the same conclusion. Like, well, it happened when everyone got in there. And then I think he ended up fine-tuning some stuff. That bandwidth pie, baby. It wouldn't happen again. He gave us more priority, I think, or something. Yeah, he he, he figured it out on his end. Or something like that. Whatever those AT guys do. Because we had two more graduations that day. So could you imagine if it would have kept happening? Happening, That would have looked really bad on us. He just sprinkled some fairy dust over the network and said, here you go, boys. He was like, (laughs) ding, done. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, jumping into that scenario, I mean, priority on a network, having enough bandwidth, that's a huge thing. But a hardwired connection, we would all agree here, right? Yes. That a hardware connection is the most stable. Yeah. Yeah. Safety 100%. first. Safety first, right? <laughs> Get a hardwire connection. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to wear that shirt today where it said Ethernet oh, is greater oh, than yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah. I wanted to wear that it. That would be the answer. But, but I mean, in that sense, but you guys say you have a backup Wi-Fi, 5G Wi-Fi or a 4G Wi-Fi router, or I'm sorry, cellular yeah. hotspot router from Verizon. Yeah. Do you have good experience with using that? Yeah. yeah and sometimes say- it outperforms networks from buildings we're in just because, like I said, uh, it, this there's more cellular upload mm-hmm. than there is like in the building upload. So. Yeah, and I would say, and generally speaking, like with whatever encoder you're using for that, I would say we we do turn the ins- the settings down on the encoder. A oh yeah, bit you gotta bring that down, bro. We, yeah, we don't want to be you know example Boxcaster Pro 1080p 60 at 18 megs on our cellular hotspot. We would burn through our data probably super quick. No, you bring that down. So to we four. always bring things down to like 720 two megs, mm-hmm. but to a normal viewer. It looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we can always, up, you know. Well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so again, just to recap on that, man, I mean, Wi-Fi, if you have to, sell your network as a backup is a great idea. Not through your phone, hopefully. Not, you, yeah, that's a very good If you can do it, not through a hotspot if possible. Not through a hotspot on your phone. Yeah. Because I feel like we would get a lot of people in customer support who would want to stream like a baseball game or a softball game. And they're, and they're like, oh, I have a cellular hotspot on my phone. I'm going to connect it to my computer. Exactly. And then I'm going to stream. And it's like. That's that's just not going to work. Well, so there's good. a big difference, yeah. and, I, and I'll put this out there. I mean, Boxcast has a product called the Broadcaster app, um, and it can use Wi-Fi signals in the building, and yeah. it can use your cellular data. Mm-hmm. But you're not you're not doing a jump. You're not jumping that hotspot. Right. So it's a little different than streaming directly off of the device versus using that device as a Wi-Fi connection for whatever device you're using yeah. to stream. So right. making that jump. So like I said, I just wanted to recap that because I mean, if that's a do not like do not forget to have good internet connection mm-hmm. or solid. I mean, we need to make Do sure. Do not forget to test because yeah, I test. feel like I feel like testing ahead of time. It's like you you show up and then you try it before the event date or the live stream date, and then everything else kind of falls into place on like what you need to do to fix it. But right. I think the biggest mistakes I've made are just forgetting to check it ahead of time. Yeah. Or like again, if you're streaming to YouTube or Facebook or anything like that, do a test stream before the event. event. Right. I was because, just getting ready to say because, that. Yep. 
what happens, especially with YouTube, it's way more common with YouTube, but YouTube, if you've never live streamed on that account before, it, it, you, oh, you there's have so to many wait, things that have, have to work. You have to wait yeah. 24 hours to mm-hmm. live stream. You have to so enable I was, it. Mm-hmm. I was just working with a client and I got there. They had an event on Saturday. It was just streaming through YouTube. They had an event on Saturday. I said, I need all your YouTube stuff like a week mm-hmm. before so I can, like, yeah, I can yeah. probably never live stream with your account. And they got it to me Thursday and I was like, okay. And I just fire up a stream, instantly got that, hey, 24 hour message, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, hey, good thing we did this Thursday. And they were so happy. But if I had never had that experience, I would have went to live stream right. Saturday their stream wouldn't have went live. So we could take that into a whole nother do, do not, do not forget. <laughs> do not forget to do test. Do not forget to test, yeah. right? So I think that's the number one thing that I, when I was working in technical support um, was the was the aspect that there's a lot of people out there who don't have a whole lot of time to test during the week. Yeah. So we understand the, the idea here that you have to test that day, which is always a good idea to test prior mm-hmm. to the event. Right. And it's okay to test prior to the event time, like on the same day. But the fact that you get a test in that's the most important key here. Like, don't, yeah, for sure. Because because do, the do test, test the test gives you everything else. Like, it gives you like you test your audio within that. You see how yeah. the stream sounds. Is the stream loud enough? You test the lighting. Like, you you just you give yourself the opportunity to see and feel what exactly. the stream is going to be like ahead of time. Not just the network, but everything else. Yeah, exactly. So, what is another? What like what would you say is another? Well, you know, I'm gonna turn this question to Wade. No, I got I got a good one for the dues. Oh, for the dues? For the dues. Yeah. So, um, something you'd want to do, and and I'm talking more from a, uh, for my video clients, you know, at an right. event. I I would say, you know, I, I hope I get the saying right, but you want to, um, under promise, over deliver. Yeah. Is that the right thing? So sometimes, like Josh and I yeah. will say, you know, most of our like contracts will have like two cameras in it. And so we'll have two cameras, you know, yada, 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 whatever. But when we get there, we'll say, okay, we could set a third camera up if we have time and we, you know, we test it and all that yeah. stuff. So we'll set that third camera up, set that extra microphone up, whatever. And the client is always so happy with us. And then when we show them like, oh, we set this other camera up because we thought it would be a good idea. They're like, oh, you're the experts. You get it. You, that's you're adding value. You're adding more yeah. value to yeah. your services, even though you kind of already knew in the back of your head, like, oh, we should set the Sony action cam up so, on the stage to show everyone. I think the best you angle know? that's a good example of that, which is never promised, but then delivered is like the behind the stage shot mm-hmm. or like a crowd shot. So oh, you yeah. see all the traditional ones, you know, you yeah. see all like the wide shots and the close ups and the medium walking yeah. shot, but you don't always get to see the crowd. And I think if you can find a way to hide the camera behind the podium or whatever, you know, and get that shot. It's cool because then it's like, oh, that's what it's like to be on that's called, stage. That's what we yeah. call a boxcast the wow moment, right? Like, yeah. wow, that was really cool, right? right. That, yeah, that immersive feel. But so yeah, so I mean, okay, that's great for a do. Um, I would say flip that the script. Um, do not overpromise. Yes. Yeah. Do not be like. Do not overpromise. We can do six cameras, and like, like <laughs> but we don't even have six cameras. Yeah. Well, you know? we're gonna use all iPads and uh, yeah, some yes. some weird keep secured it real, camera. Keep it realistic. Up. Keep it realistic right. when you're setting up setup. Keeping it realistic. Yeah. Okay. So what's another one? Um, do's or don'ts. I don't care. Let's. Yeah. We're on the boat I, now, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> we're just going through all of. It's a little tugger, but turn, turn, Let's go. Uh, do not uh, underestimate good lighting. Uh, oh my gosh okay listen yeah. lighting is more important than so i like okay, i go. think lighting <laughs> makes such a difference in in everything like, should we uh, preface this part of the conversation with the fact that you are a camera and light snob yeah i'm yeah but it's important like oh, the we camera, know it's important the camera doesn't light the scene and it can't it can only it compensate for bad lighting right good cameras can only compensate for bad lighting but just make sure it's well lit yeah, I would. We had the best example of this. I'll put it on screen. Of we did two graduations. One that had professional lighting, and it had yeah. big spotlights hitting the stage. It okay. also had backlighting for the speakers. Oh, that's cool. backlighting, which we were like gives like, you dimension. Like we're shows, talking about headlight and back. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like shows like makes you feel headlight. like you're in a physical wow. space. The, yeah, it was it's, on the corner of the stage, and it was hitting the podium, which was on like the right side. Oh, that's of the cool. Stage. Um, and people then, people underestimate backlighting in a big way, but then it doesn't look like you're flat up against a wall. Or flat up, which is why here curve. we have right. like other lights to light the scene compared okay. to the lights that are hitting our face. So yeah. don't. Okay, so the takeaway here is do not underestimate the value of, of good yeah, lighting. Of yes, hiring it's a really important. Ma- well, Bring in lighting, even if you or, can't well, hire if a church. it. Yes. If you're in a church, yes. forward light is the most important light. Right? I would yeah. spend more money on lights than cameras for sure. 
Oh, now we're going into a whole new topic. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, never mind. All right. <laughs> no, but but and I'm hopping out of that. That topic was a now. hot take but right there. I was yeah. gonna say I think you said it best with your camera can't light the scene. Which yeah, I think no, a lot absolutely. of people try to force their camera and they'll turn their like ISO or exposure brightness yeah. all the way turn up. Turn it all the way up, and right. it's really grainy and gross. But like we did one graduation that had pretty much perfect lighting. I loved it. It looked great. The next graduation, we bring all the same gear, all the same cameras, but we we were in a gymnasium. And it just had the gym lights. The gym lights on. Oh yeah, which is good for in person. But like it looks for, good when you're there. But the camera angles were like, this is so grainy. It's flat. Yeah. It's flat, grainy. grainy. Yeah, that we had to like it's switch sad. up our setup to make it look okay. And they're those super lights where you pl- turn them on and they take like an hour to warm up. Yeah, right? and they hum yeah. and buzz. But it's yeah, it good lighting. That's a good one. Okay, so does do it make you happy to look at it, or does it make you sad? And if it makes you sad, <laughs> then you're doing something wrong. So do not underestimate. And I'm the worst at that, because I show up and I'm like, this room looks fine. Right. And then I put it on camera, or I put it in a scene, and I frame it, and I'm like, ugh. Well, yeah. Where are we? So don't underestimate the value of good lighting. Yeah, yeah. Good lighting. Okay. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna take the next one here on that one. Okay. I I will say, do not forget about audio. Yeah. Um, good audio and great audio are very borderline, in my opinion. Having good audio is a is is just a representation of good production, right? Even if you have like no budget, right? Yeah. Um, but good audio would be making sure that the volume is clearly at a good level. It's not clipping, and for anybody who doesn't understand clipping, who's listening and watching this. Clipping is basically where you're exceeding the capacity of whatever you're talking or using. The so, audio is getting very distorted. Very distorted. It sounds it sounds crunchy. It it sounds like it's hitting a ceiling and you can't get past it and it's just stopping. Yeah. It's like one of those crash test dummies, you know, in a car when they just have you seen those videos like where they're running them into the wall right. to test something? Yeah. That's exactly the way audio like right? It's just yeah. completely crushed. So I I think good audio. It does boil down to, A, making sure that, and I think, in my opinion, lighting, yes, being probably one of the suspect um, things in production is probably high on the list, but I think audio in, is right there with it. Right. I think it's it's got to be, well, you I, can't hear the broadcast. And, you and can't good hear the audio and good lighting aren't even that expensive. No, 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 they're not. No, no, no. I mean, just having a decent area to film or, right, or broadcast yeah. or even in a gymnasium, there's a difference between having a shotgun mic in the back of the room trying to pick up somebody who's like 50 feet away right. versus investing in a $100 mixer and maybe a budget microphone and lav system to where you can pin it on somebody's collar so or they can be heard. Even just the right. $100 mixer with a 100-foot XLR, which is and a, 30 bucks, and then a shotgun mic up top. Or, or that's in front. Yeah, or even like an SM58 from Sure. Yes. You know, you just plug that thing in, put and it then, on a little stand, yeah, and there it is. It, yeah. It's right there in front of them. Yeah, and I, and I think I mentioned this last podcast. Um and I know we're not going to get too into it, but audio is almost more is almost the most important thing. Almost, I think. We've got a lot of almost in no, our no, ports no, no, here, because, right? Like, like I was saying, if if your video and lighting is is subpar, it's and you can still hear it, you're, you're generally kind of happy. You're like, okay, yes. the video kind of sucks, but I can hear it. I can hear the content that I'm trying to consume. It, it also depends on the. Uh, it also depends on what you're live streaming. Like yeah, a true. concert, a concert audio is going to be yeah. way more important. Well, I was going to say a sporting like, event. Video is probably going to be more important. Yes. True. You know? There you go. That's a good point. Because I was going to say, like, a speaker on stage, if they're clipping and their audio keeps cutting in and out or it sounds, like, horrible, right. you're like, I'm here to hear their content. And, yeah, sure, I, can, I, I would like to see them also, but I'm right. more important. But that's a good point because for sporting events, video is probably more important. Yeah. Well, in, in that yeah. regard, I will say, because I, I'm a huge audio guy. Like, yeah. I love audio. I love everything about it. Um, I love learning it and, you know, all those aspects. Right. I think in the audio world, it just – the difference between good and great is not the equipment you're using. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not, I'm going to be honest. I don't to, feel like I can do it on a budget mixer for a $50 yeah. mixer. I could do just as well with a $50 mixer and a microphone running 50 feet cable XLR to a mic as much as I could do with having the Shure MV7s, right? Yeah. Or yeah. running, you know, high quality digital consoles. Can, can you give us like the two minute crash course? What, <laughs> what we could get you from good to great? Because I feel like. I'll talk for myself. Yeah, I I can do good audio, but that's about. I can plug things into a mixer. Yeah, but and, most people. And, but I can't do great audio. Right, but well, most people when you think good audio, most people just want to be able to hear everything. Right. Like, I don't know how many times I was sitting in support and I get a viewer come in and asking why isn't there audio because <laughs> they're expecting audio on that broadcast. Yeah. Right? right, and so that to me, having some audio that has decent level, that's good. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like you can hear it. It's not like you're not hearing the crowd noise unless that's your intention, obviously, right? But having good enough audio that you can hear what's going on, you can be focused in, it's matching the video and it's well, it's well in there. It's well produced within that realm. Great audio is learning the difference between what EQ is and how to do noise gate duckers. Okay. Like a gate and a ducker system, like how to bring out the low end, for example, you know, a dog barking in the background, right? How to, how to mix that out. Like what is a good level between three people speaking versus one person speaking, right? You can take audio from good to great with just some very simple, very basic understandings of equalizers, gates and duckers, and mixing concepts. I think that's in podcast, in the live stream probably is <laughs> in the live video streaming world. To me, what takes audio from good to great is when you don't just have good speaker audio, but like you have sounds that bring you into the action. Sure, ambient noise. Yeah, ambient noise. Yeah, like makes the- it so much better. Like like when I watch like the NBA finals and somebody hits a three point shot and you can hear the swish of the net, I get like so excited. Congratulations, Bucks, by the way. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats, Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> way to go. You needed that one. Yeah. But, but like but, that is amazing. It gives you like that feeling yeah. of your being there. And and that is the thing that probably is really hard for a lot of people well, to even get to like that a, next step. Even like in a baseball game where you hear the crack of the bat yeah. against the ball. Yeah. That's an exciting moment to hear that ambient. Like And most viewers wow. don't even realize that that's happening. Right. Because oh, it's so true. good yeah. that they don't no, even realize true. it. Absolutely. But that's what that's what like sometimes when we do events, like we have to consciously we're not audio guys, but we try to consciously think like what other sounds can we bring in to make this good? If right. it's like a cooking demo, can we put a mic next to a pan or something and like hide so things. you can hear that sizzle. Yeah, you know, mm. or chopping sounds yeah, or little right. things like that. So it's really important. The takeaway here yes. is do not underestimate good audio. Yeah. Like producing yeah, and, and putting it in. It's definitely different in each situation, but the thing that's a definite do not is setting a camera up in the back of the room with no audio system right. and just picking up room audio. And just room audio. That's a definite... Du- and again, for this podcast here, a big do not, to give you guys an example of like what would be a do not here, is just like using this wide camera or any of these cameras here and just using the camera audio. Audio from the camera, yeah. Cam- or a shotgun mic. Like If you're doing a podcast, you, you need to be pretty close to a mic. Yeah, the, the point yeah. of having an audio, and we are really going long on audio. Yeah, but, sorry. But, yeah. And this is a whole other topic for another day, but just really the point is like when you watch something, you should feel like you're sitting there yeah right? yeah you shouldn't feel like you're 25 30 yeah. feet away it should be like you're sitting right so but yeah i mean i've got a i got another donut a donut that, yeah uh donut forget to record backup <laughs> because oh backup gosh. media recordings because yes. no matter what we talked about internet at the beginning but like oh. no matter what stuff happens oh, i had yeah. an i had oh an event gosh. once where i was backup recording but I had an event where like the like the ISP for all of Northeast Ohio oh, went just down. went down, and I there was no there was no service at all, oh, and that's just that's bad. just like a you know like an act of God type of thing. But I was recording, and I was like, okay, this is getting captured. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think when you're live streaming, you're like, I've got the stream, but that's your only source of recording if you don't have a backup. Okay, so give me. Wait, I know we're gonna jump right into the next part of that for you. Okay, hold yeah. on, hold that thought you're for good. a second. So. Backup recordings, absolutely, I agree with you in this. Do not forget to backup record really quickly, like in less than 10 seconds. Best media for that. External hard drive, SD card, what are you thinking? Pop an SD card in the camera at minimum. And record from there? Yeah, even if it doesn't have mixed, uh, just get something. Get something. Okay, that's good. And what Wade and I will do if, if it's a certain type of job is we'll run the audio mix into the camera and then out to other things. If so you're splitting audio. If it's a That's single a good camera yeah. setup for and whatever reason. And we have our backup audio on the same camera that we're recording to. Or, at again, a bare minimum, hey, there's this speaker right here. I'm just going to move the camera a little closer to it. I'm going to hit record. And at least the speaker volume coming out right. is hitting the camera pretty well. So you're like, if, you're I, getting had, something. if I had to use it, you're I, getting something. You're getting something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I think with the do nots and, and the do's, um, I think we pretty much covered a good base of them. But I have I have one do that I think is is going to be imperative, um, and this comes with a little bit of an experience behind our live streaming. You know, our live streaming right. experience. Um, if you are live streaming, I think do your research for the best platform to live stream on. Like, I mean, there are so many options out there. Mm-hmm. You have live for Facebook Live. You have live for YouTube Live. I mean. 
just choosing a platform and I'm not, I mean, obviously this is the Boxcast podcast. So we're obviously going to plug Boxcast in here as like a great option, yeah. but yeah, but as a lot, as a live streamer, finding the best option yes. that fits your needs is more important. Um, cost obviously is going to probably be second to that. And then third would be your production, but right. Do, and your do viewers your research. Needs. Yeah. Your I think a lot needs, of that yeah. starts with like, well, what do you want the viewer experience to be like? And then you pick, where it's going to end up. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. There are a lot of free options out there. There are a lot of paid options and there are a lot of expensive paid options. Yeah. yeah. I um, would always tell people, um, especially when they ask me like, well, what should I start with? Whatever. Should I sign up for Boxcast? It's like, let's slow down a little. Let, why don't you start live streaming at the level that's most comfortable for your organization? That could be, we're going to go to Facebook Live, you know? And let's yeah, just start there. Let's build a community and you know, before you're putting all these dollars into it, Make sure people want to watch the live stream and you're getting those viewers. Right. So do your research. Do your research. And and pick what, you know, platforms are best. Or hey, we're gonna just start out on our Facebook in our Facebook group that we have that has a thousand right. people in it. Like let's just start there, build some traction, then it's like, okay, now we wanna go to YouTube, now we wanna go to Twitter. That's when it's like right. now it's like you you've hit the limit of that. We're getting that level, multiple destination thing kicking wanna, in. Yep. And you wanna go to the next level. Right. So. That's good. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So I Remember you guys telling me um, briefly last podcast, you guys talked about your MMA experience. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm like so much fun. I want to hear. Just give me a quick rundown. What was that problem? I think you guys talked about e- internet, right? You said, oh, we'll talk about yeah. this later. But oh, man, the internet. What happened there? You what should, was going well, on? We didn't talk about we didn't go to the venue ahead of time, which would have. That's one of your problematics. Do not do. Yeah. Uh, we didn't test ahead of time. So we got there and we actually did have like six hours to set up and figure all of it out but we didn't test ahead of time and so we were left with this really bad internet connection and what ended up happening is people were buying tickets to watch this event online online and so they oh, it was were ticketed watching. online it was ticketed yeah oh wow and they okay. were spending like 20 bucks a ticket or something but there were a good amount of them and it just was it was virtually unwatchable now luckily we backup recorded so we were able to deliver that to the client but yeah, it was really just a bad viewer experience. And it was because of your internet connection. 100%, yeah. Can Everything you, else was kind of okay. You don't want kind to have okay. wireless dishes? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I brought these yeah. like I bought I brought these wireless dishes that I didn't really know how to use. Our background dropped yeah. out, guys. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. this was... I'll, I'll explain it real quick. So we the the internet was in the office, which is in the front of the building, and we were in another room that was a decent bit away. Josh brought these wireless dishes. It was literally like my second time ever doing multicam, so I don't know. Josh brings those wireless dishes to wirelessly send the signal. Usually works. It actually mm-hmm. worked. That's the crazy thing. Is it actually did work? But if we had gone beforehand and tested, we could have advised the client like the internet's horrible. We're gonna have a problem. We're here. gonna have a problem. I didn't know if you wanted to share the story for the other MMA time where you had to wait like all day for that guy, and then you had to like run like a two hundred foot Ethernet cable. Down at Nautica or whatever. Oh, at Nautica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I this tried really this is hard. How important hardline is. Is you went through all yeah. that so you could. Run I had hardline. to like talk to six different people to get a hardline connection, and it was just the most painstaking like situation of my life. And this is before you had the 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 hotspot router from. Yeah, Verizon we didn't have that backup solution. Yeah. You didn't so have we, that backup solution. We could solution. only use what a, was an internet connection there. And we had to just jump through so many different hoops. We had to do like a little social engineering, you know? Oh, yeah. Where you got to like play the game a little and schmooze people <laughs> and schmoozing. be really nice. And it's weird. And and IT people, God bless them, but they're not always, they're not always like really excited to talk to you, especially someone like me that I'm like, hey, I'm Josh. I'm here to live stream. And they're like, oh. They're like kind of annoyed, you know, maybe. Well, that's that's because you don't know anything about networking. Yeah, they know I don't know. Yeah, you're not an IT guy. They can guy. smell it on me. They're like, <laughs> I can smell the fear. Like, this guy's dumb. Yeah. And so um, that's just what happens is like you have to kind of learn to ask over and yeah. over and over and over. You can't be that's scared. A weird, you, you can't be scared to be very forward and direct. Like, this is what I need can without we, being mean. Can we make this happen? Can we please make yeah. this happen? And asking as soon as possible. And here's a fifth. Don't wait to the last. Yeah, yeah. Here's some money. <laughs> here's a cash. Like I got a Chipotle well, card. It's got yeah. like eight dollars left on it. And we, yeah. And we have to be again when we're going to a new venue for the first time, or 
even going to the same venue again. Right. We, we have to be very persistent with their network team. Um, you know, one of the graduations we streamed, I know with working with schools and stuff, it's there's always multiple teams involved sure. and everything. But I remember you, you had sent like four or five emails to this guy, and he just never got back to you. But then when you met him in person, he was awesome. He was really nice. It was just one of those weird communication things where like Josh is trying to get a hold of him, and then we get there, and we're like, we don't really know what we're going to do. Right. And then when he showed up, he's like, oh, I got you guys, blah, 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 this, this, this. And we're like, this guy's so great. <laughs> but like, you just have to keep being pers- – and if you have a client, you have to tell them, we need internet, we need this. So just so everybody's yeah. aware Sorry, that if, yeah. if you're a networking major um, or if you have a networking degree and you don't work right now in the networking space – the Cleveland Video Company is looking for a network specialist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They are oh, yeah. hiring a network but specialist. But you have to be nice to us. Yeah, and you have to slip them a 50 and a Chipotle card with $8 left yeah. on it, right? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, speaking of uh, things in that nature, um, how about our awesome equipment? Yeah? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got a plug. This. It's that sponsor plug, baby. Yeah, we sure. all love it. Sure. You're sure, amazing. I'll sure, I'll plug sure. Pure awesomeness with sure. Listen, if you don't have a sure product, that's okay. Sure sells them, and they're fantastic. <laughs> They're a great microphone. MV7s are, are really good. We've got some really nice 215 in-ears and some SRH 840s. That's what we're using. So yeah. Yeah, sure, we're thankful. Thank you so much for sponsoring this podcast episode yeah. here. And Wade Boxcast. and I, from from every single product I've used from them so far. It's top I, notch. I didn't even really, I mean, I didn't even really know a lot about them, but I feel like they're better than anything else we've ever used. Even their low-end yeah. stuff, man. I mean, even I like their $50 or $100 I know. stuff. know. The simple stuff is some of the simple still stuff really is good. Just, I think so they good. pride themselves on having good quality things. Yeah, in every every category. Right. Every price range. Every price range. Yeah, so I, I love it. I, I love it, yeah. too. It's been great. It's no, awesome. Sure is great. I was going to say, we have a couple different lav kits. We always pick the Sure one first. Absolutely. You know, it's just that's it's just because it's the yeah, best. We, I actually pulled this out uh when we got it like two weeks ago and I had a job to do some voiceover recording. I'm not a voiceover artist, but I just had to do it. Really? You know? We couldn't yeah. tell. Yeah, right? <laughs> this isn't annoying enough already. But I pulled out the mic and I was like kind of in a time crunch and I was like, all right, here we go. Just Let's see it what in. it does. You I went USB? It yeah, I did USB into my computer and I was like, whoa, this is already the best voiceover mic I've Boom. ever used. Done. Yeah, the MV7. The MV7. Yeah, the MV7. Yeah. yeah, so if you want to know more about Shure's products, visit Shure.com. Um, and you can learn more about each one of their products and each one of the things that they operate and use. Um, Boxcast, we'll have a description in our description of our podcast and our video episode here of what we're using currently in camera equipment. They're really microphone. easy to use. Yeah, they're super, they're super easy. That's what I like. I mean, the quality is amazing, like I said, but everything I've used has been easy. And I always expect audio stuff to be too hard for me to understand. But <laughs> so most that's why you have me, Josh. It's really most audio yeah. stuff is really difficult for you yeah. to understand. But that's okay. That's all right. That's why you have people and, and you collab on that. So right. Well, listen, because we're talking about our podcast equipment, um, I thought it would be a good thing to talk about podcasting. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so. That's meta. Just, so, yeah, I know, right? This is getting crazy. <laughs> That's really deep, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, so the question that I'm going to pose to you, you don't have to answer it in full, but um, has your experience in the podcasting space, I know we're just our second episode deep, but everything that we've had to pour into this podcasting stuff, how do you feel about it? Like, I mean. Is, has it been worth it thus far? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm having a lot of fun. You're having a good time? Yeah. You look I, like it. I think the first episode I was like a little thrown off because I wasn't <laughs> presenting something. And I didn't know how to be casual. <laughs> Which is really... no. But slide I, deck up. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I need to give you a webinar. Like you don't understand, friends. Like we're serious here. Like yeah. we've had to convince him he didn't need a slide deck. For this, Josh is Josh works and and obviously Wade, they're they're both videographers, but Josh primarily has done a lot of webinars, a lot of tech tips, yeah, um, and he uses a lot of slide decks, a lot of graphics to help with getting his point yeah. across. So he's kind of stuck in that. I'm not used mode. to not having visual aids. Yeah, visual aids. I'm like, oh, I'm always like, eh, I can just add. Wade's your visual aid. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you get I, to look at Wade. I would say, uh, no, the podcasting has been fun. Yeah, I mean, and when we are truly very passionate about video live streaming yeah production and stuff like that so for us um i know in the last podcast care i'm so happy you wrapped it up we could have talked for three hours yeah probably we could talk for three hours this one like josh yeah. and i could talk about this all day and i know like when we've talked to you in the past it's like oh i gotta call gary really quick to ask him a question and i'm like okay gary we just talked for 45 minutes i thought this was gonna be a five minute call. five minute conversation right <laughs> and, like so it always happens. just being able to Every like time. You know, talk about our experiences and what we've done. Yeah. Because um, I think maybe we mentioned in the last episode, Josh and I have been doing this for like nine years now. I don't think so, you mentioned that, but that's yeah, good so to we've know. we've been doing about nine years of video audio, and it took 
a, you know, a long time to get to where we were, and we've had a lot of mistakes along the way. Well, so we're happy to share them. Anything, we still make mistakes. Oh, yeah. Make, yeah. Well, yeah, we know. We've seen them. But, <laughs> but I mean, anything worth doing takes some time and effort to learn and do and to just tweak your, you know, tweak your production. But like in the podcasting space, I've done podcasting a lot. I love the podcast. I think it's one of the coolest things in the whole world outside of doing live streaming. Right. Um, I'm a big audio nerd because I love audio equipment and I love my wife doesn't necessarily love it so much because I buy it all the time. But um, it's just it's one of those things. So I thought maybe we could talk just briefly. And I'm glad you guys are enjoying the experience because it's it's cool to be able to sit in front of a microphone and discuss the things that we know and right. just to shoot the breeze about it. Man. Yeah. You know, talk about the woes, the cool things, the, the goofy things. But in the podcasting space, let's just give a quick brief overview okay, of what we have gone through so far to make this happen. Okay? okay. So about a year and a half, two years ago, um, we talked about having a podcast. It never came to fruition because we're just so it's busy. It's a lot of work. It is yeah, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But the last recently two months, we've decided to take this on as a really cool project for our company and for ourselves. And I think outside of planning topics and details, this whole space has been yeah. a work of love. Yes. Right? Yeah. So... Run me down I mean, here. Even finding the right table, which oh, yeah. luckily was at the finding, office. Yeah, yeah it was at the just, office. Kind of stole it. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> so, but just finding the right table and then the right space where the three of us could sit and also feel immersed with each other, like right? We're talking, yeah, not, totally interacting so, with each other. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in the podcasting world, I think as I have done it quite a bit, um, there's obviously podcasting is primarily audio based. Yeah. So, video podcasts have become a little bit more commonplace but they're not like widely accepted yet. Um, and, and with Apple's recent addition to making podcast subscriptions um, paid, um, that's going to open up the whole space for video podcasting Absolutely. on a whole new level. Um, but like we got started at, with a concept that we wanted to literally give out our expertise and our woes and our joys about live streaming, video, audio production. Right, I yeah. think that's that's kind of the consensus yeah, I here, think right? That's kind of the goal of the podcast. The goal of the cop, yeah. right? And not only that, but obviously we want to give shout outs to our company. We want to give shout outs to Sure, who sponsors us. We want to give shout outs to other organizations that are doing great things in the video and live streaming industry. Right. Um. You know, sneak peeks coming up in our podcast. We got a couple of guests coming in from. One's going to come in from Petizi Optics, and then we have another guest from Sure who is actually going to come in and, and talk with us and and enjoy some time with us. We got to get her some coffee. We gotta Absolutely. get we gotta get her some good coffee Absolutely. and donuts and donuts yeah <laughs> yeah donuts right here in the middle of the table right but I think w we started off with the concept that we just wanted to have a really cool fun informative educational thing that would give clients people who listen to our podcast that are not clients the opportunity to excel to increase to grow and obviously if they had a long drive to work they need something to listen to right um that's a that's a joke on that end because yeah. I'll probably be in the back listening to this all the time. But um, we just we really wanted a good quality stuff, um, and we didn't go great quality, did we? I mean, we're not jumping great quality here. No, like no. I'm gonna be honest. Sure, it's, gave. Good. I was just gonna say a lot of it is on a on a pretty tight budget. Oh, it's a tight budget. Yeah. I would say a lot of it is like kind of like sneaky stuff that looks really good, but is, is right? very expensive. Yeah. It's not very expensive. Yeah. Like, I mean, sure. Obviously sponsored us with microphones and, and headphones and ears, but yeah, the MV, the MV seven microphone is a great podcasting mic. That's what it's designed for. It's two fifty. Yeah. Right. What's the other one? That's like 500 bucks. So the SMB seven. Okay. Yeah. The Shure's SMB seven yeah. is a really good, excellent recording microphone. It's great for podcasting too. It's yeah. like four ninety nine. So what we're doing, bucks. this is perfect. This you is can perfect. change the settings on these, though. Yeah, you the can. So it doesn't have to just live as like a uh, voiceover slash podcast only. No, it can. I be... actually did an event. I did a college orientation um, with these on the table, uh, I, and they're not mine. I just noticed that that's what they were, and they had two speakers at like a round table, oh, and okay. they used it as like a two-person microphone oh, okay yeah it was just a condenser in the middle of the but table you don't even it have sounded to great do, no it, it and it does i mean they usually do but you don't have to do podcasting with sm you know the, the smb7 yeah. or the mv7 you don't have to do it yeah just a really nice decent condenser mic um or even a di i'm sorry not condenser but a dynamic microphone yeah. is fantastic to use on a little stand like what wade's got here yeah. Um, you know, tabletop you? stand. In fact, actually, if you can see in the background, I got a couple of those microphones right there. That's what I use to start podcasting. Yeah. Can you explain why it's important? Because I think like everybody hears the sound, but like, can you describe why it's different than just 
taking a shotgun or a lav. Yeah, because the thing with podcasting is because primarily it's only audio. You've got to have exceptionally good volume, exceptionally good tone, exceptionally good like structure in that audio. So it doesn't yeah. sound like it doesn't sound like you're 15 feet away or 30 feet away from the room. Right. Oh, okay. So because primarily podcasting is listened to most of the time, not just viewed in turn, mm-hmm. it's, it's important that your audio is well up there. Um, and even just in that case, recording your audio is 90% of the problem. Like, yeah. It's okay to record pot, you know, like, I mean, in the old days, people would be recording their shows. They'd be hitting the play record button on their tape cassette, right? Right. And they're talking into it. I mean, that's a little jank. Back in the day, that's what they had. Yeah. But now, recording into a computer, I mean, seriously, you could set up a whole podcast system on your laptop for less than six or $700. Yeah, and, and be going. Even like, even the Snowball microphones, they're made for podcasting. They're USB in. Mm-hmm. Right. They're like 50 or 100 bucks. You just set that down and you're talking into it. You can start a podcast very quickly. And I was going to say on the video side too, let's say you're already doing a podcast and you're like, how do I do video? Use your phone. Yeah, use your phone. Just use your phone. Tripod it up, little desktop tripod. Set it up on something and and, and let it hit you. And and focus on lighting and audio and then just let like the camera do the work. Let the camera do the work. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, let your your iPhone 10 do the work. I mean like, we I used to edit a podcast for a client and they just did it all on their phone. They had nice mics, but they they just yeah. the video was on their phone and they were, I mean they push it out to like twenty thousand subscribers. Yeah, I mean and let it, me and it looks fine. I wanna I'm gonna pull something up right quick here for you so you guys can understand because I think it's important to understand that in podcasting, um, the statistics should speak for themselves, right? Um, the statistics alone should speak for themselves, and if if it would actually let me do it, um, that's what happens here, but. Maybe I'm not going to pull it up. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to pull it up. It's just not working. Oh, you want to know why? Clements, you got to fix your Wi-Fi, bro. <laughs> what? Oh, we didn't test the internet. <laughs> no, we didn't test the internet. That's all right. Anyway, <laughs> I have staged. some statistics I'll pull up. It's not pulling up for some reason. I had them up there a minute ago. But anyway, you can look up those national statistics for the United States, and like they're astronomical. I mean, almost over half of people that were surveyed in these statistics know what a podcast is. And almost three quarters of them listen to a podcast. That's interesting, right? Yeah. It's it's very conceptually. It's like whoa, like why wouldn't you start doing a podcast? But you don't need very much to start one. Yeah, and this is a little bit of a shameless plug on the boxcast side of things. <laughs> and I think Gary, you can probably talk to this best. But sure. Every boxcast customer, if let's just say you already have content, you can turn all your broadcasts into, into a podcast. podcast. Yes, you so can. like you might not even need. Let's just, I mean, let's just talk about maybe the church space because that's, I feel like. That could be a good example. That yeah, could be a better great example because it's consistent. It's every week and stuff like that. Like if you're already doing the service with and you're using BoxCast, you can take that broadcast already yeah. without having to like do a ton of work. Absolutely. You can every single week, once you set it up, you can put it in the channel and say like, hey, make this a podcast every week. And maybe someone, again, hey, I'm driving to work. Um, I, I can listen to the service. For yeah, I wasn't whatever. able to attend that Sunday, but yeah. you know, I've got a long trip I mean, ahead of me. just starting the podcast and making that content available, yeah. people will listen. Yeah, so to speak to that point, like getting started, um, there's a couple of things you will need down the line, right? You're obviously going to need a microphone. You're going to need to record it. You're yeah. going to need a way to edit it, okay? So I'll give you exactly what we use. We use MV7s, all right, which is from mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. Easy peasy, right? Good. Yep. Um, I use a MacBook Pro, um, a 13-inch 2017. I'm running Logic Pro X on it um which is doing all the side recording yeah and it's going to do all the side editing it'll do all the side EQing. from there we're going to use um a podcasting hosting service yeah this is what i'm most actually excited about because to be honest right i got i got this stuff down i don't understand don't know that what part. happens next right yeah. like, where does it go i'm like okay so i think i can get it on apple Podcasts. yes but Spotify? how do you do like, that how do you do that right yeah so like, like this so is the most interesting most, concepts right. right you need a hosting service of some sort because you don't want to it's a lot harder to host it on your own machine and try to pull and build rss you need somebody who's done it already right and that's primarily what podcasting is is rss feeds it's it's made out in RSS. Sure. So like Podbean or Podcast Go or Boxcast, for example, if they can produce you an RSS feed, you can take that RSS feed and it costs nothing, absolutely nothing to send it to, to Apple, to send it to Google Play, mm-hmm. to send it to Spotify, to send it to iHeartRadio. You know, in fact, why is it so okay? Why is it so complex? 
in what regard? Like, why why can't you just take your audio file and post it in Apple Podcasts? It has to be on a server That's of some sort. That's what you sort. instinctively think, though, right? Like, yeah, but see, the Apple's not the server. Apple's just the ingester, so they just take it in. Oh, they're not hosting. They're not hosting the file. It. Yeah, you got to host the file somewhere. Oh, yeah. That's wow. just that makes more sense. Yep, you got to host the file. So like, people are so accustomed to like YouTube. I oh, have yeah. the video file. Hosting. I just have to slap it yep. into YouTube. But see, that's the thing with YouTube. YouTube, when you put a video file on there, they're hosting they're it. Hosting it. And they're, they're displaying it. Oh, so Apple's like, we don't. Apple and Spotify are like, we are not going to store. It's two stuff. completely different scenarios there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, the thing it's the thing with like Boxcast. Boxcast. Dang. Boxcast does it all. Yeah, host it. We host it. Yeah, and we can display yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Now, when it comes to RSS feed out for like podcasting, you got to send that over to a podcast service. That podcast service is going to be Apple, iTunes, podcasting, it. or it's basically, it's like, like podcast connect, they call it, um, or Spotify or Google play or iHeartRadio okay. or what 45 different other sure. you know podcasting services out. There. Got it. But once you get it out there, then that's when the real fun, because after you've recorded it, I mean, that's the most fun to me is recording it. Right. Yeah. But then after you've recorded it and you've got it ready to go and you're ready to upload, now it's becoming creative. Like your logo, if you want a really cool logo, yeah, and, and really to be decent clear, name. You don't have to upload that every time, right? You just put it, you put the RSS feed in, let's just say Apple Podcasts, and then whatever service you're using to host it updates it. You right? upload to that service, correct? Yes. And then they send and it out send to it the it podcast off. channels. I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah, absolutely. Thought, yeah. yeah, you upload it to that service like Boxcast if you're doing broadcasts on a regular basis or if you're using Podbean. Yeah. Um, so once it's set up, it's kind of it's not a set it and forget it. But once it's set up with those services, the RSS is static. It's ready to go. Can R- you explain yeah. what RSS is? As if I oh, was goodness. me. It, it's basically a URL back to a server that's ho- that has all the hosted files. So it's like a link that hosts. Oh, all the that's files. easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, legitimately, it's that's all li- it is. It's a link with all the stuff in it. That yeah, you it's have. just a call back to the port part of the there server, the file, the go. folder, people the like me. It, it's a link. <laughs> Who's more stuff. concerned about lighting and cameras? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, so I mean, in that regard, like I told you, I mean, five, six hundred dollars can get you into an easy setup for podcasting. And you can do it. And and podcast I mean, I'm not gonna call out specific podcasts, but there are people who've been doing podcasting for years and they have tweaked their their service, they've tweaked what they've got, yeah. they got a lot of content. And I think that's the most difficult thing is a is aside from the audio portion, like editing you know, kind of getting the recording in, learning how to do that. Um, the the most difficult thing is content. Because, yeah. I mean, it takes a lot for people to come up with things to talk about or yeah. things to discuss. Um, I'm sure if you've listened to any iHeartRadio conversation on the internet or on radio um, broadcasts and, like, ads and stuff, what you hear is iHeartRadio is your number one social destination for podcasting, and then they talk about a podcast that's brand new, like, uh, you know, some kind of murder mystery or some kind of, yeah, you right. know, yeah. But that's the thing. People will listen to a podcast because they want to hear a story or they want to hear a topic or discussion. I think it's like hanging out with people. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I feel like that's what a podcast is for me. It has to feel that way. It feels like I'm hanging out with those people. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, that's why I I just don't get to talk to them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But like even not even just hosting it, but listening to it. I feel like it's like a way of kind of. um, It's a way of getting to know someone and also mm -hmm. get information and pick their brain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of interactivity that can happen in a podcast if you are willing to take that step. Okay. So, I mean, having a decent website built, obviously these are extra things you don't absolutely need. A lot of podcasting services um, actually give you the ability to host a page directly with that service. Mm -hmm. Like podcast.co, they offer, I believe that's, I used to use them a long time ago, but they offer a web page. So does Podbean. You can like, you can actually build out your own website page with your episodes listed and it's fairly easy, fairly simple. Yeah. Or they can link it out to a separate website. Or Got if it. you just want to put it on the podcast services, you can. So, I mean, just in short, again, let's re- just do a little recap here in the podcasting space, right? Microphone, recording software of some sort, editing software, hopefully. Yep. Right? Hosting service. Hosting service. Big one. You need a hosting service. Yep. And then channels out. Hosting service that gives you the RSS feed. That gives you the RSS feed. Because YouTube doesn't do that, right? Like you couldn't host everything. Actually, on I don't know if I don't know if YouTube does an RSS or not. Maybe we could look it up. That's something we need to look we up. We could pop it up on the screen if we. Yeah, absolutely. It out. <laughs> so, but I mean that that in turn that's the easiest method for getting right. started. You don't need the most expensive equipment. I mean, find a pretty good quality microphone. Right, and no, and I think we preach mm-hmm. this quite a bit. It's like, it's the getting started part. Get started it's, with it's it. It's hard to get hard started. Get started. But 
Except it it's going to be goofy at first. You don't, and then know it's going to get better. But you don't need to go crazy on all no! the equipment to start. That's like for this podcast here, like in you know full transparency, we have three different kinds of cameras that are oh, recording yeah, us right Oh, yeah, full transparency, now. yeah. And initially I was like, no, we, sh- we need to have the three same cameras so they all look the same. They're all whatever. And I'm like, no, Wade, we need to tone it back, rip, you know, come back a little come bit. Come back. Let's just get started. Take a what step. what we have. Yeah. And then in a couple months, maybe, when we're like, you know, we're rocking and rolling and we're on episode 15 and yeah. we're still doing this, like, we can maybe, okay, hey, we actually want to use these other cameras we've and change the look a little right, bit. Right. And we've hit season two and our marketing team budget has increased and we're allowed to buy, <laughs> you know, yeah. some decent. Sometimes <laughs> I think when you overinvest in equipment, then you like underinvest in the messaging and the story, too. the content and the, content. Content. Yeah. And the yeah. production version of it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like I agree. Some of my stuff on YouTube that's done better is when I just was a little more relaxed and didn't overproduce yeah. it. Yep. And it was I just agree. more digestible that- because. I wasn't thinking about equipment. I was just thinking about like, getting what it done I to say. and doing yeah, it and what you wanted it yeah. to be. And that's what I was saying. Is like if you don't have a camera, but you're doing podcasting and you want to start videotaping it, use your phone. Yeah, for a couple, start it. And if people are like, "Oh my god, we There's, love, we love that we can see it now. This is yeah. great." You're like, "Okay, well, maybe now I can." They think made GarageBand for the iPhone. For goodness sakes, yeah. I mean, you can record right into your iPhone. So, yeah. so, just some things for people who want to get started in podcasting. Again, we'll have a list of description information about what we use. Why right. we're using it and how we're using it in that regard, but I think it's a uh, think about that time, boys. It's about that. It's time. about that yeah. time. This so, has been fun. It has been fun. Episode so, two. Yeah, episode two, man. Well, listen, I w- I do want to give a plug in here for Boxcast. We have to. It's our company. Absolutely. We love working for them. It's a fantastic product. If you've never live streamed before or you're having issues live streaming and uh, you're looking for a good service, come over to Boxcast. We have a uh, 14 day trial right now. You're more than welcome to jump into that. It's um, the boxcast.com slash trial or try free. I think it is. Just search boxcast.com. It's yeah. right there on the website. Right. And uh, we're more than happy. Our our excellent world-class technical support team can help get you started and get you They're going. really nice. They'll <laughs> talk. They'll answer the phone. Clements yeah, knows. That's the yeah. thing. Our support team. You can call and they you will call. answer. They which answer. Is great. And then we have chat and they will chat back. Come so on, guys. Like come to boxcast. Yeah. Call us and an- we'll answer. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. It's like a we'll Motel 6 commercial you. right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, man, again, thank you to Sure, our uh, sponsor for all of our equipment. I'd like to say again, thank you to Kevin Kletzer, our producer over there on the side. Again, a master of the A10 switcher. Wow, he's killing so, it. All right, ma'am. Well, do you want to take us out? Or do you want me to do it? You can do it. All right. Well, this has been the Boxcast Podcast. My name is Gary. I, oh, whoa. Okay. We failed that right. one. Sorry. No. I'm leaving that in here. Okay. I'm totally leaving that. My name is Gary. My name is Wade. And I'm Josh. And we appreciate you listening. Thanks again, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>